0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Wolford Weekly Podcast, your weekly podcast all about EastEnders. Another week brings a lot of new stories, but not only new stories, we have a new member of the team. Uh, anyone who follows us on Twitter or Instagram or our Facebook group, don't forget you can follow us on any of those just by searching Wolford Weekly Podcast. You may have noticed that there's a new face. His name is Rob, Rob Innes, and he is with us right now. Hi Rob.
1: Hello, another recast
0: um so uh rob tell us a little bit about yourself um you know about your background information and how you became a fan of eastenders
1: Um, well i've just i've uh, I've been a fan of eastenders from as long as i can remember and i can remember all the classic 90s episodes that everybody was so obsessed with and i've just kind of stuck with it since then um it's kind of got me into the writing that i do it's just it's just a soap that i've always kind of stuck with through thick and thin apart from the sock era, and uh, (laughs) um, it's just a show that I've got a huge amount of passion for, and I can't wait to be able to geek out about it, and have a good reason to do it, and not have somebody yawning when I'm trying to do it, so (laughs) it's all very exciting.
0: (laughs) I know, we're absolutely thrilled to have you here, Rob, honestly, it's it's great to have you. Thanks for inviting me. No, Honestly, we wouldn't have asked anyone else. We're not going to go without saying uh, we all miss Ben. Ben uh, is obviously going to carry on doing the YouTube channel. He's going to be doing the spoiler cast every Tuesday. And also he's going to carry on doing the review of the year at the end of each new year and also when it's been aired on Classic as well. Before we start, we're going to uh, ask you a few questions to see what kind of EastEnders fan you are. Um,
1: oh, Lord. Okay, go. Okay, so uh, it's quite easy. Ready.
0: You need to you need to give an answer as quickly as you can, and it's just a choice of two each time. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. So first of all, are you a Fowler or a Bill? Uh Fowler. Would you want a salsa class with Kim Hubbard or a choir practice with Gene Slater? Kim. A quiet ceremony at Gretna for your wedding or a huge traditional party on the square?
1: Oh, traditional party on the square.
0: Good, good. Night in the Vic or clubbing at the Prince Albert?
1: Oh, start off in the Vic then go to the Prince Albert, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Mitchell... <laughs>
1: That's
0: okay. Mitchell or a Watts?
1: Oh, Mitchell. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Mitchell or a Watts. Oh, yeah. In that case, Watts. Oh, Watts. yeah. Yeah.
0: Sharon, 100%. Sausage yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sausage surprise or a fishy basket?
1: Uh, I think sausage surprise. <laughs> Dodgeons
0: on Clacton Pier or jet ski in Portugal? Oh, jet
1: ski in Portugal.
0: Yeah. You order at Kathy's a double mocha with extra hot skimmed oat milk or coffee black? Uh, mocha. Rolly or Willie? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: little Willie, I think.
0: <laughs> Willie or Wellhard?
1: Oh, well. <laughs> uh, Wellhard.
0: <laughs> Do you support Walford Town or Millwall, their rival? Oh, Warford Town. And finally, are you a Peggy Mitchell or a Pat Butcher? Pat Butcher. Lovely. Oh, good. I, I approve of most of those answers. <laughs> oh, good,
1: good, good. Not too many arguments on the podcast just yet.
0: No, That's no, good. we'll save them for a bit later on. Oh. I feel a bit cruel just throwing that at you, but um, you've done very, you've done well. You've done well, and I'm, I'm glad yeah, you chose. Oh. The, I'm glad you chose the sausage surprise over the fishy basket.
1: I think we both know that was going to be my answer.
0: <laughs> so, um, shall we get on with the review of the week then? Yes. We are starting off with Phil, Ben, Callum poor Denise and Raymond as well and basically the whole who's going to end up getting Raymond's storyline so it started off this week with Phil getting a bit of news about Ellie that he wasn't very pleased to hear about
1: yes Ellie Dawkins in inverted commas Ben is absolutely furious that Ellie has taken Phil's 5k out of this endless supply of money that's what right. the man's a millionaire
0: I know it's funny isn't it he's got that hole in the wall in his lounge that only Sharon seems to which know the combination for some, yeah
1: exactly which is empty sometimes and then when somebody big and evil demands money Phil's just able to dip his hand into it and pull out whatever amount of money is required mm. this time it was 5k it's where like the week started off with it being 5k and yeah so Phil so Ellie has run off with Phil's 5k run off with Raymond's run off with the kid Ben and Callum are furious and Callum is of course sat there in a quandary unable to decide what he wants to do about his own little secret mission.
0: Callum was the first one to share with Ben that obviously Ellie isn't what she seems and she's got a bit of a gangster granny past um and but ben surprisingly was the one who was like no i don't i don't want to start a war don't tell my dad this it's best that we just kind of keep out of it it
1: yeah you know you've got a mad story when ben's the voice of reason yeah
0: exactly (laughs) i mean it's such a different ben to when he was first introduced isn't it
1: yeah, I know. I quite enjoy the sort of him and Phil getting on at the moment. It's a nice, sort of refreshing change for them to see with them as opposed to them in utter turmoil all of the time. It's, I mean, I'm sure within the next couple of weeks they'll be at each other's strokes again. <laughs> Uh, it's it's nice to kind of have that little sort of relationship there. When Phil's going a bit mad, it's the one that steps forward and says, "Right, Dad, let's just calm down a moment. Let's let's just let's talk about this." It's kind of nice to see that. But then, what I am also enjoying, and again, it's not long for this world, but I really am enjoying is the relationship between Phil and Callum. That's really quite a nice little dynamic I think
0: you can't really tell if he is on the side of the police or he is on the side of the field I was
1: going to say this yeah I have absolutely no idea whose side Cullum's on I don't know if we're supposed to be this confused by it I feel like it's supposed to be coming across clearer to us whose side he's actually on I genuinely have no idea because he's saying to D.I. Thompson that he's got this plan to get Phil on side and then he's cooperating with literally everything that Phil says and then sort of pulling confused little faces when he's on his own. So I'm not entirely sure which way he's swinging. No,
0: no, it's it's really confusing for me. I mean, I think ultimately he wants the best for him and ben he's he's i think he is doing this for yeah. ben ultimately it seems strange that i don't think even callum knows which is the right path to take whether it is the police officer or whether it is phil and he's kind of just dangling both of them for a little while until he realizes what is the right thing to do
1: dangling them like ben dangled martin over a bridge exactly um, <laughs> I, it's worth believe that he has managed to slot himself so nicely into the into the mitchells and into their family <laughs> then how can he believe for a second that the best thing to do would be to send phil to prison no like how does he think Ben's going to react to that in any way shape or form he's surely better off having phil on his side you know sort of if, if you know if i was I was going into a room wearing a bug i'd be writing phil little notes saying i'm wearing a bug i don't know what to do help me and also we've got to bear in mind i I'm sure they haven't forgotten about it, but all these secret little meetings that have been going on between Ellie and Phil in The Archers, there's a bug underneath the desk.
0: I did wonder about that bug. D.I. Thompson said to Callum last week that he, they had a recording of Callum and so he had a grip on him. So he had to carry on yeah. with the uh, undercover mission that he's given him.
1: But surely they've got everything that they need to throw both Ellie and <laughs> Phil in prison. This,
0: <laughs> with, this is the strange thing, isn't it? Because by the end of the week, D.I. Thompson was relishing the idea of having yeah. both of them potentially... Uh, you know, nicked. But he's
1: got—he's apparently got audible evidence of Ellie saying, "I will take a quarter of a million pounds, and I will give you my grandson." That's very, very illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what more he needs. That is true. I mean, do you
0: think that Raymond would be better off with the Mitchells? Even Richie said Ellie is a is bad, but you've done bad things too. So it's a bit of two—half a dozen one thing and six of another. With
1: this, Isn't I love. i loved it when richie was kind of i mean i love richie anyway but i loved it when richie was sat there going you know she's bad she's you're not as bad as her (laughs) how do you know this like all of a sudden we've been told that ellie is like the worst woman that ever lived and she's in charge of like essentially the craze we've got absolutely no evidence of this we're going purely on what we've been told and all ellie has really done is kind of stormed into the archers, demanded money and stormed out again. We haven't actually seen her do anything that intimidating yet.
0: (laughs) You're absolutely right. We know nothing about Ellie. We've had no past about Ellie. And now all of a sudden we're learning this whole story about her family uh, and they've dealt with the wrong people who now want her family dead. And it's like, how?
1: (laughs) Callum knows more about this woman than, than we do. And I don't even think it's supposed to be a case of, oh, that could know something and it'll be revealed to us soon. No, of course it's not going to be revealed to us. We just have to take Callum's word that all his little homework that he's been doing with D.I. Gaffney is enough for us to know that Ellie's a bad woman. And I feel like we need to know more about her. I want to know more about her character. She's an interesting character and it's good that I want to know more. But I just get that feeling that we're not going to be told that much more about her before she is unceremoniously dumped somewhere.
0: Basically, I think we've maxed the information that we are now ever going to be told about Ellie. Trust that the um information that Ca- Callum and D.I. Thompson have shared with one another, because apparently Callum and D.I. Thompson share a password as well for the computer Met Office mainframe, because when... What are you doing in the interview room? He, when he was on the computer and D.I. Thompson was like, why are you using my password? And It's like, how does Callum know your password? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and why was he doing it in the interview room where they interview suspects? It's like, is that the only bit of the police set that was free that day?
0: I think you might be right there. I think I did just think that they had another part of the set built somewhere. So they just
1: thought, ah, I'll just use that part.
0: Kate was kind of mentioned as well, wasn't yes. she?
1: Yes, it was definitely Kate. This year. It was definitely Kate that he was on the wasn't it? It has it had to, to be. be.
0: Absolutely has to be.
1: Because I've seen a few people like kind of theorizing that it could be Marston, but it doesn't, Marston doesn't fit with the description that was used, saying that Phil got inside this person's head and ruined her career. That doesn't suit Marston at all, but it totally fits Kate. I can't think of anybody else in the police that that description would fit. I'm sure she was married to Phil at one point, wasn't she?
0: She was married to Phil, yeah. Um, and she opened yeah. her nail bar, Sophisticates. Yeah,
1: and... that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Sophisticates, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> one really. of
0: my favourite names for, uh, for a business in Walford I've ever, ever known. I mean,
1: think about like, the progression of business names in Albert Square <laughs> over the past 10 years. We go from that, Sophisticates, a nice little pun, to the Prince Albert. How <laughs> oh, have we managed to stumble from... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just blatant disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that Di Thompson has uh, we now know has a vendetta again, so it's it's more personal for him to get Phil uh, than we first thought.
1: Yeah, we are going to see Kate again? Is do halfpenny half penny running? Do we think?
0: I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of people excited at the idea of it happening, but I I, I don't think it's it's plausible to be honest with you. I don't think, I don't, and also I don't think Kate could really add any value to it. The mention of it is is good adds a bit of context to why di thompson is so headstrong about getting phil arrested but i don't think it warrants having kate there even if it was just for one scene to be like hi Phil. it'd be a lovely moment but i think it would be yeah a, it would it'd be a, it'd be i a, just
1: feel that the show isn't exactly <laughs> the show is not in its most subtle of eras at the moment and <laughs> i feel that it's just too random a reference to throw in just for references sake right. you know what i mean I feel like it's there for a slightly stronger reason than attempting to give Thompson some sort of Motive as to why he's so after Phil. I feel like there's an. I feel like it's a, there's a very specific reason that that was mentioned because it's a really random character to mention. It's a great character to mention. I love the throwback, but I feel like there's more to it.
0: Oh. So you think that we might see Kate again? So, I
1: think so. I have a feeling what they do is that they bring her back as a bit like they did with Mel and bring her back as some sort of woman and <laughs> make her really cold and sort of icy and just really set on the idea of bringing Phil down. I feel like they'd, they'd give her that sort of role, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: When Mel first came back, she wasn't. As icy is when she let well died, sadly. So, I mean, the only thing I can think of Kate's return would be useful would be if it was to warn Denise that perhaps if she's gonna play with fire, she's gonna get burned. If you know, she's cooperate, yeah. Denise has agreed to cooperate with Phil now to get yeah. Raymond back, uh, in, in a kind of almost like a stopgap. So, that if they can get custody of Raymond, then it gives them buys them more time to then get more against Ellie. I mean, I can imagine Katie coming back and saying to Denise. Or, or Jack might bring her back deliberately to kind of convince Denise to maybe yes, think that's again.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Because Jack's really not enjoying this plan whatsoever at the moment. He's he's, he's, he's throwing a strop slightly. And, uh, and then turn around to Denise and say, I don't want to be in bed with the Mitchells, as though that's not been his storyline. He spent his entire time on the show bedding Mitchells. <laughs> he's responsible for half of the Mitchell offspring. Well, both but, his kids
0: yeah. are Mitchells, aren't they? They are
1: both... <laughs> exactly. don't want to spend time in bed with Mitchells. All right, Jack.
0: He's he's I mean yeah a very strange decision by Jack oh, I think.
1: Um would you think Denise and Jack long for this world?
0: I would be sad if they're not because I really like Denise and Jack's relationship and I thought it was a really good you. one together. I thought they that was that was a good choice to put them together. But um that was before any of this madness cropped its ugly head so <laughs> I think, I think, and I've I've heard a few things. I think this may be this may be the end of Jack and Denise. Sadly,
1: I'm not m- amazingly sad about that. I feel like it's one of those couples where we're told they're a couple. They share a lot of scenes together. They kiss a few times, but that's basically the basis of their relationship on screen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it hasn't been the most chemistry between two characters I, I've ever I've ever seen.
0: Do I do see what you're saying? This, you know, when Jack and Denise got together, this was before Denise had any stories other than going and seeing someone on a bench and sympathizing with them or giving (laughs) advice in the cafe now denise has actually got a meaty storyline to get her teeth into yeah jack's almost like a a a piece that doesn't need to be equated to it anymore which
1: is a shame but um yeah but then where does jack go from there you know if he hasn't got denise and he's not attached to the mitchells uh where does jack go as a character from there
0: and also max max is going too Mm. So he, don't, yeah. he leaves Jack so, with not much left on the square for him to stay.
1: Not that he had that much anyway. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Jack from in the, in the coming months. I mean, I'm fine with Denise kind of going solo. You know, Diane Parry is more than capable of pulling off a storyline all on her own without any sort of love interest in the background, whining, which is essentially what Jack's role is at the
0: moment. <laughs> he really is a whiner, isn't really. <clears throat> he? It's a branding trait, I'm afraid. They got it uh, they true. got it from their dad Jim. Jim used to whine.
1: Whine, beat people up and have sex with other people's wives. That's the branding way. Why not? And then moving on with the with the story, um Ellie obviously is now demanding more money off Phil. So now the it's gone from her stealing five grand to her wanting a quarter of a million pounds by tomorrow.
0: She's not She's um, not giving him up easily, is she?
1: No, she's not. So, I mean, obviously, Phil has uh, a plan. I'm assuming he's trying to just keep her sweet at the moment. Is he going to give her a quarter of a million pounds out of his endless supply?
0: Well, no, because his plan is, isn't it, to go around that route. So just to keep her thinking that she's going to get that money at the whole time in the background... Sneakily, grass on yeah. her, I guess, is a for want of a better term for Phil, and uh, get <laughs> that Raymond that way. He doesn't
1: need to grass on her because the police have got all of this on record. <laughs> yeah.
0: like it. I think Phil will never part with the money. I'd, and I, I think the story really is now is when he gets Raymond, what's going to happen then between him and Denise? Because that's going to really cause a, a fracture between obviously the relationships with Ben and Callum toward Bill, and as we've just mentioned, Denise and Jack. And, and you know, I, Denise. Yeah. D- Denise ultimately didn't want anything to do with Raymond, and now she's being forced into having to have this relationship with this little boy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Denise is. I think I, I, let's be honest Phil has always been like the component throughout this entire thing from birth that made Denise not want to kind of have this child you know sort of thing if, you're, if your father's a Mitchell we've all seen what the what the children of Mitchells go through <laughs> um, so I think it's probably best that you've gone far away my little Raymond but I think, and I think that broke Denise's heart initially so the fact that Raymond has apparently been handed over to somebody who's even more dangerous than Phil mm. um, is mm. enough to sort of bring back sort of ball breaking Denise who's ready to take on the world and save save her offspring and I think if we get Kim back within this time frame that this storyline is happening she'll have assistance from Kim as well Who who
0: wanted so, actually, who, Kim wanted who actually, to actually to adopt assistance.
1: Yeah, exactly but I also have a feeling that something's going to happen that means that Raymond doesn't stay all around, I think Raymond's going to end up in care ultimately, I mean for a start off, how can can you apply for custody when you've given your kid away at birth, is that, is that even allowed?
0: Not sure. <laughs> but um, I suppose if, if it's a situation like it is where both his parents have died.
1: Um, yeah, let's be honest, you know, if it was social services, they would have to take, you know, one little look at where these lives, who her neighbours are. They they take the kid away faster than you can blink, to be honest. <laughs> so <laughs> we live on they... Albert Square. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know, I think it's going to be one of those stories that ultimately we have to suspend our belief with slightly.
0: Oh, I Uh, think from the beginning we've suspended our belief uh, for this story.
1: (laughs) I'm enjoying this story. It's not one of those stories where I'm kind of like, oh God, not this again. Mm. I don't mind it. I'm enjoying sort of like the madness of it and uh, all the different components. of it. Because if you actually think and look at the story itself, there are actually a hell of a lot of components to it. Mm. And apparently a lot of components still to come. You know, obviously Lucas is coming back, so we don't know how he's going to slot into things. Is Ellie connected to him in some way? You know, the sky's the limit where they can really take the story. So I'm excited to see where they take it. And I enjoy Phil and Denise on screen together, actually, as well. I think they work well together. I think they've got good chemistry. The actors have got good chemistry on screen. And then obviously the fallout from Callum ultimately being discovered for what he's doing as well. So I think there's a lot more to come and I'm excited to see where it goes. It's just quite mad to watch it all yeah. unfold at the moment.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely right. I, I, I think it's time we move on to a bit more of a light-hearted story. And that is Kathy on her new dating app and maybe not quite so lighthearted. Sharon getting the box of clothing um, from Dennis, what he wore during boat week and also the continuation of Bobby uh, having this OCD, this cleaning process. Problem that he's kind of developed since, I presume, since uh, Corona and the lockdown had happened. Uh, where do you want to? What do you want to pick first?
1: Okay, I want to talk about Sharon first.
0: Okay, of course.
1: Oh yeah, obviously. Queen (laughs) that I share a birthday with, it it transpires. I had no idea. I mean, you know, I say share a birthday. Apparently her birthday's on the 22nd and mine's today. But I think that if you count all the weekends that we lose in Albert Square, plus the episodes that we we lost over lockdown, I think I can realistically say that Sharon Mitchell and me share a birthday. And if I can't, then I resign. That's absolutely fine to say
0: poetic license is fine
1: i think so yeah please if east enders are allowed to get away with stuff i can say that sharon and me share a birthday for god's sake (laughs) what i want to talk about first of all is did you hear a text message tone when sharon was sat i think she was sat in the allotment or something with denny's belongings wasn't she Mm -hmm. and just at the end of the scene did you hear a text message alert go off
0: I hadn't, no. I I must admit, I hadn't.
1: Because, you know, the typical text message thing that all characters in EastEnders have when they get a message on their phone That sort of, Mm. It, it sounded just as the scene ended, just before Sharon even reacted to it. And I thought it was my phone that had gone off because it just cut away from it so quickly. If you watch that scene, Denny's belongings that were given to her, and I've watched this a few times now, so I'm fairly convinced that I'm right here. The belongings that were returned to Sharon are then his clothes that he was wearing on the night of the boat crash, mm. his wallet, which had the West Ham tickets in, yeah. and his phone. So his phone
0: was in the box, was it? So, But surely it can't yes. be charged. Can't It surely can't still be going. It's
1: months. Since... No, I mean, of course not. Of course it hasn't been charged. I'm assuming what's happened is that we're supposed to believe that, you know, whatever was going off on the boat, turned Denny's phone off as he sent the message <laughs> so that it didn't quite have time to send and Sharon's just turned it on and then the message is received. Because if you then look at Sharon for the rest of the episode, and the other two episodes that she was in on, on, the other two scenes that she was in on Friday, it actually puts a whole new context on the, on the scenes where she's talking to Ian. So yeah, so the, the scenes... She-
0: the scenes were with Ian, aren't they? And she, they forgive one another.
1: But Sharon's kind of giving him a few little dodgy looks. She looks a little bit more sort of haunted behind the eyes than she did before. You know, she was just devastated, obviously, at first because Denny's belongings have been returned to her. Yeah. But she, you know, she kind of gives him a few funny looks, and I think I, I, I think it puts a whole new context on the scenes if we now look at those scenes, saying that Sharon now knows exactly what Ian's role was in the, in Denny's death.
0: Okay. No no fair, fair enough. I mean that, that really does build up then the Ian Bill leaving storyline that up to this point. Um we've we've said that obviously he's got now history with Max, his Bobby. He's got now also from this week, Peter. Peter now knows a secret about him because Peter yeah. found out about him stealing or remortgaging Kathy's was it the calf he remortgaged from Calf?
1: Peter helpfully found in an envelope, in a drawer and was like, that looked suspicious, and pulled it out and found out exactly the information yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Ian bribed him by saying, well, you're not going to get your allowance then. He was like, oh, OK, I didn't see anything. Thanks, Dad.
1: <laughs> an allowance for a man who's in his mid-twenties. I wish I still had an allowance. No, oh, so do I. So I.
0: Tell me about yeah. it. <laughs>
1: his allowance and a little bit extra. all right, Ian, that's all right. Yeah, Rushing I know
0: i know he's well considering ian has no well ian was using wasn't ian using his allowance initially to pay off max's debt but then was able to i see it's very confusing i don't know what well, ian has money in pots all over the place doesn't he oh,
1: he's got, yeah but he always has hasn't he and he's always got lots of businesses that are hmm. sort of help kind of able to keep him afloat throughout everything um but now he's sort of he seems to be you know be able to give money to max so is that little rivalry done for now or is it going to kind of come back and rear its ugly head or, uh,
0: yeah. or what no see that's what i mean i think that's going to come back at some point this story for ian we know that adam would is leaving for uh a, an undisclosed amount of time for yeah. a break um right. so there's the story of max at the moment and uh, yes you're right he's going to rear its head, head up again at some point you know lots of people and now if you if you're right and sharon does actually know the the real truth because ian has admitted some of what he did on the boat but he's not really disclosed yeah. the full amount to sharon and sharon's I mean,
1: hearing this message if, if that's what happened and i'm and i'm i'm pretty sure but that, that is i'm pretty sure sharon now knows because it was just a very random if you look at the way that they shot the scene when she was looking through percentage belongings mm. they the, the phone was there. Denny's phone was there, just lying just lying there. And then there was a text message alert or a message alert. And then the scene cut away. And then Sharon sort of returned to the Vic and they had the conversation. So I'm pretty sure that she now knows. I if, if, it, if they had done it that way, then I applaud them because it was a very, very clever way of doing it. A lot of people will have missed it.
0: It's incredibly um, subtle. I, I didn't spot uh, spot that subtle. noise at all.
1: I, you know, I said I just said earlier that EastEnders isn't, isn't, isn't in a massively subtle era at the minute, and then they we'll throw <laughs> that sort of stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm I'm impressed if that's the way that they've done it because that's a really, really subtle, clever way of adding another component to essentially Ian's hit list.
0: I mean, I always think it's a shame that there aren't more scenes with Sharon and Ian. A bit biased but, because I love them both so much, and they're, they're original characters. And you know, you always need to remember that the original characters are still there. Um, they're a pull for the show. And so, to use, as you said, only two scenes to kind of bring in this story. If if you if you are right, to say that Sharon knows more. Again, it, it's a testament of how very very good Friday's episode was. Friday's episode was oh, amazing. I love
1: Friday's episode mm. so much. I loved Friday's episode. The dialogue was beautiful in Friday's episode. Oh, 100 um, And, yeah, I mean, I think... That, I, I think almost think it's a shame, actually, that the storyline's going to go in the direction that it does because we've actually got two Wolford stalwarts in charge of the Vic. And how great was that scene when, you know, it was Sharon, Ian, Peter... Kathy, Bobby's a great component to throw in there as well. Mm. And they were all just talking about Kathy going on the date and having a little bit of banter between themselves. It was a lovely little scene and it worked really well. And it was a really nice sort of scene that we haven't seen in a bit for a long time. Just sort of almost like chatting before work sort of thing. It was was lovely to watch. I really enjoyed it. You know, before Kathy's date with Ian with an eye. And (laughs) it was... (laughs) And I think think it worked really well. So I think it's almost a shame that we're going to lose that. Because obviously if this is heading in the direction we think it's heading in, then Ian isn't isn't long for the Vic.
0: It is, you're right. It's, it's going to be a shame when um, Ian leaves the soap. For a little while, up until this point, I always found Ian to be a bit of a lost character, um, and he was almost... Almost a bit like uh William Roach for me. I, I, I mean, I don't watch Coronation Street, but like William Roach, for me, I got the impression became a bit of a background character and was just there for the sake of being there. Almost to just kind of yeah, tot- yeah. tottle up the years so he can always be like the world's longest ever soap actor. Um And I yeah. felt like they were kind of doing that with Adam Wood yet over time the the fact that they put him in the story with sharon as well and it's been a long running one as well actually to to their testament i mean i wish i still wish that dennis hadn't died because i think dennis was such an important character and i don't i don't think it's really got the payoff that it should have gotten but then again you could blame covid for that because they had to give it a bit of a rest and a pause i'm not too sure But you're absolutely right. It was nice to see this, this old school family with Bobby. And I love the actor who plays Bobby as well. And they oh, just... I do.
1: I love Bobby so much. Bobby's. Mm. Like my, I think Bobby is my favourite character at the moment. I, I love Bobby so much. And Clayton is incredible in, in the role as Bobby. He's got a long career ahead of him, I think. And this whole thing with him having OCD yeah. is actually so on the nail of where... A lot of people will be with COVID at the moment, just absolutely obsessing over every little clean detail. It's perfect for Bobby's character. And it's a it's, I think it's an actual really good reflection of where we are. And everyone's kind of paranoid and unsure of what to do and taking all facts to mean that we're all going to die and all of this sort of thing. It makes perfect sense for somebody who is as anxious as Bobby is.
0: The only thing I'm not enjoying is the fact that Peter is seeing it happening in front of him, played out. And yet Peter doesn't seem to be interested I think he knows it's happening but he doesn't seem very interested in it and I, th- I feel a bit oh no I wish, I wish that I know Peter and Bobby have this very strained relationship because of Lucy. But I, I think Peter would show some concern more than he is, rather than just walking in saying, "What do you want from the Chinese?" I'll get you something vegetarian. See you later, and then walk out again. It just seems to have no mm-hmm. kind of relationship there. That's the only thing that I think it's missing. I wish that Peter would have more involvement with it. Yeah,
1: I know what you mean. I think it's, I, I think it's an interesting component because you've always got to remember how. I mean, like, I think we we need to remember that. I don't think Peter has fully forgiven Bobby for what Mm. happened to Lucy yet. You know, especially when he comes in and all of a sudden Bobby's frantically cleaning a picture of Lucy. There's always those reminders there of what he did. Yeah. So I wonder how involved Peter actually wants to be in Bobby's life, especially when he he walks in and discovers his brother acting a bit weird and a bit shifty because he's got to remember he always remembers that oh, well that's the guy that killed my sister that's because he is weird that's because he is a freak that's because he is a psycho mm. You know, those are the thoughts that are always going to go through peter's kind of thing and i think the same goes for ian you know as much as they are trying to sort of move on and get on with their lives and bobby is slowly becoming more integrated in the family and in the square that demon of what happened is always going to be there how involved peter is ever going to want to be in bobby's life i think something quite dramatic will need to happen for Peter to want to actively help Bobby in that sort of situation. I think he's trying his best and I think he's doing well in the situation that he has been given. But I think that there's, I think there needs to be more. I I agree with you. I want to see more between Peter and Bobby because I feel like they haven't had that moment of discussion between them. Like, Ian and Bobby have since his return.
0: Yeah, but it's it's a shame. that Ian and Bobby they've had that chat and they've had that kind of heartwarming moment, and you thought, ah, good, this is this yeah. is it. They've erased the past. They're starting from square one again. This is the beginning of their relationship, and yet that seems to have been pushed aside as well. Because they're, you know, for a little while we thought that when Bobby was starting up the Lucy Foundation, Ian then kind of gave this inclination that he didn't really care and it was his own daughter as well like his his favorite his favorite uh, child and he didn't yeah. because bobby was associated with it he was a bit like oh yeah well done and then that was kind of the end of it i mean i would love to see a scene uh, a scene uh, an episode i should say of bobby peter and ian just all together and just hashing it out with one another for a full half an hour i think that would be a really
1: I'd love that. I'd love that. A bit like that Branning episode that aired a couple of years ago would just be, I think, just before the big sort of Max Christmas. Yes. They had a massive argument episode. Uh, Something exactly like that would be absolutely perfect. I completely agree with you. But then I'm always a fan of those sorts of episodes. I love those really rooted in character episodes. Um, and yeah, I think, I think a big deal episode like that would be absolutely perfect
0: absolutely i would love to see that right we are moving on again now to stacy cat all the slaters having their fun kush and his continuous gambling habit but also ruby underhanded ruby showing her alan side this week by yes. uh, getting a, a, a potential
1: hit out
0: on stacy That
1: was mad i mean it was really interesting the way that, that I mean, let's talk about the, like the beginning of the week and Kush is clearly a, his gambling is getting worse. He's he's now got people breathing down his neck. Mm. Um, and we think that somebody is is looking at Kush. We think that somebody's kind of after Kush because there's a hooded man in the background when he's talking to uh, when he's talking to Martin, and we know he's a bad guy because he's smoking. <laughs> only bad people smoke in soap. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was. I think it was really interesting. And then, I uh, would mean. What do you think of this whole? stacy and ruby rivalry at the moment
0: i like it because i wanted ruby to come back and be her father's daughter stacy brought up at the beginning of the week that ruby has this chip on her shoulder that she she never did live up to what her father you know she was always second best and there was the fire and she was the one who was saved there was always a part in in johnny allen's heart that he wished that it was it was her sister that had been saved and so it was always... I felt like needed to. she needed to prove herself. Um, and the only way she could do it was almost to take over where her dad had left off. When Ruby was first introduced, that was what I wanted her to become. And she didn't. And actually, I loved her story, her introduction storyline uh, with the consent story. But because of her hate towards Stacey which I feel was real genuine as well. Like the, she just despises Stacy for everything. She's because she feels like she's done nothing wrong. But what surprised me the most was the fact that she has these connections and that she was willing to use them. And she's obviously always had these connections, but she's now decided this is the time. This is now I'm going to show my cards and let people know that you don't mess with an Alan.
1: Mm. I think it's a little bit sort of odd that these two women that have such a you know, they have quite a dark history in common with each other. Both are rape victims. Mm. And I feel like it's a little bit kind of off that Ruby would then hire a man to attack Stacy. I feel like that's a little bit kind of twisted. But, you know, I, I think we're not supposed to pay that much attention to that sort of aspect of it.
0: There's a part of me that thinks that Ruby has triggered somehow. <laughs> and, then, like, and, yeah. the, and, and her trigger it's was money. Yeah. yeah. And she and 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 she's got she's almost got the prize which is martin and now she wants to punish stacy by getting the kids as well and i guess her mentality is that of violence is the cure for all for all of her problems you know in a funny way i would love to see a cat fight between ruby and uh, stacy that would be
1: <laughs> oh, so would
0: I. <laughs> it'd be fun to see that actually in the club as well just have a running around just destroying one another i must say though it was a surprise for me that ruby had done that though at the, at the end of thursday's episode when you saw stacy beaten i thought initially that it was it was to do with kush and that they had got they thought that was cat yeah. Be- they thought cat was the one getting beaten and then on the beginning of friday's episode when it, i think it was the first or second scene when you saw ruby get a text message and she, was the photo of stacy i was i des- genuinely gasped i was
1: like oh yes so did i i gasped my throat hurt i gasped that hard um <laughs> And I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting direction to take her. In. I, I I mean I yeah I agree. I I'm really actually enjoying that these two sparring at the moment that both of them are sort of strong enough to take each other on which is always nice because I think when you've got a strong character like Stacey there's a lot of characters that you sort of think they wouldn't stand a chance against Stacey because she just knock them out. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the slate of tradition. <laughs> um I think Ruby's got more than enough kind of balls in her to, to take Stacy on better, you know and she's also going playing dirty as well because she's going in on Lily mm. um, and sort of trying to manipulate Lily against Stacey which oh, I don't like new Lily I've got to be honest with you nothing to do with the actress but I, I she, she's had such a massive personality transplant.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that Lily was always such subtle, and like her her nuance was very kind of like she would she would approach things with a very calculated mind. For, 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 yeah. I base this all on that that caravan scene when she was hidden in the box with Jean. But I don't know she. I just yeah. loved I loved Claudia Winkleman Lily, and now this new <laughs> <laughs> kind of this kind of new very brash and very upfront Lily. I mean, it makes. sense. Sense.
1: they're going for isn't it you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're even dressed they're dressed the same they've got similar sorts of attitude i mean new lily would have bullied me at school you kind of <laughs> see it you know. it's got that sort of evil glint in her eye um and i wonder if they're sort of kind of building her up to be the next janine watching this kid that isn't nice to start off with and then sort of gets worse as, as she grows up
0: if they are planning this kind of new janine character It just seems, like you say, it feels like a personality transplant for her. And I wish they did. I wish a little bit they'd done it a touch more subtly than the way they did it. Yeah, I
1: do as well. I mean, you know, she literally came, her first, the character's first appearance when she kind of stormed out of the car. Now I want to watch this. You know, it's kind of like, (laughs) whoa, all right there. Okay. Like, and all of a sudden you suddenly got out of nowhere Stacy and Lily, loggerheads clearly it's like when and also when she was in the vic and they were talking about ruby and all that sort of thing and lily takes all the information that she got from stacy and then gives it to ruby later Mm. they were talking like you know it's like lily's playing on this new i on this new ipad that she's got from kush because she manipulated him into giving her an ipad (laughs) and stacy's immediate reactions and seeing her with this tablet is you better not have nicked that as though that's. Typical Lily thing to do. <laughs> I
0: know. Which is like, where did that come from? I, d- I d-
1: don't know I any know. record
0: of her ever being a thief.
1: So the new Lily is like kleptomaniac all of a sudden. And cat was just sort of smiling at her going, oh, Lily. Typical Lily. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's my girl. It's so odd. It really is. It's the strangest thing. I mean, yeah, you're right. I think it, it, it makes sense. I just wish that they'd done it a little bit more subtle. I, instead of it just yeah. being thrown in our face, like, this is this is Lily now. Get Deal with it. You know, it's like, okay, we will. Yeah. Just it's very odd. Give us a moment to um, settle.
1: As then, as the story progresses, obviously Friday's episode culminates in Kirat and Stacy sleeping together.
0: Now, see, that's what I was going to talk to you about because there's a history of of Stacey and Suki Sookie, because Suki's not mad keen yes. on, on the Slaters um, after the whole Jean debacle, finding out about her mm. faking cancer and so forth. I mean, I love Suki. Any scene with Suki yes. in it, I will 100% approve. It, it, it could literally just yes. be her yes. sitting in the cafe doing nothing. And I'd be like, this is the best scene of the week. Let's honour her. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Give her a one-hander like Dot had. I'm well up to that. So I'm happy with that. idea.
0: I mean, and I, I tell you what they could do, a lovely one hand with her, maybe if she was on the phone to her husband who was in prison and you only heard her okay. side of the conversation. I mean, it'd be really, That's... it'd be a tricky one to write, but oh my God, I'd watch that in, all no, day long.
1: Absolutely. After winning, she writes herself. Fabulous character. Absolutely adore Suki. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's clearly a nice amount of um, build up for a nice suki Stacy rivalry. Mm. Um, because do we think we're going to have a, another little... Another little mini Stacy, another little mini Kira on the way after, <laughs> after, after last night. Is that where it's heading?
0: Oh my goodness! I mean, it, the actress who plays uh, Stacy again, she's Lacey Turner. She's uh, she's she's due to leave again because <laughs> she's got yeah, pregnant.
1: Pregnant, 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 again. I like know that.
0: how inconsiderate of her.
1: It's, I know, and it's I mean, to be fair, it saves them having to do what they were doing last year when they were just trying to find different ways of covering up Lacey Turner's stomach. That was my favourite game to play watching EastEnders, watching all the different things that they try and cover Lacey Turner with <laughs> <laughs> to kind of prevent us from seeing how, how big her stomach was getting. Um, so yeah. Maybe that's an easy way of doing it, just oh no, because she is actually pregnant and we don't need to hide it.
0: Yeah, another sprog is on the way for Stacey. <laughs> I mean, I like the scene between Correct and Stacey, for me, was fantastic. It was just amazing. It was well-written, you... uh, performed perfectly. The admission of each other, this, you know, saying Stacey talked about Bradley. It was fantastic. correct talked about Chantel. And also... I, I think a lot of people were like, oh, Guardian, yeah, it ended with them sleeping together. But actually, I think that was right. I think they both, it was a comfort thing for them that night and they just needed it. It was just, if if it never gets mentioned again, I'll be fine with it. So in a strange way, I kind of hope that she doesn't get pregnant with it because it means then it is attached to her. But in another strange way, I would love it to be uh, brought back up because I would love this rivalry between her and Suki because, oh. Just anything. It'd just be a fantastic yeah. rivalry between them. Uh, I mean,
1: I think, we. I think, well, let's just accept that Stacey's getting pregnant by, with Kira at the yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's pretty obvious now. I think that's where it's heading. And um, I'm not that mad at it. You know, that's fine. And yeah, no, I absolutely loved the scene between them. Again, great chemistry between the two characters that had never really interacted before. All the stuff Stacy was saying about Bradley, mm. you kind of realize that she's never really gotten over Bradley's death. She hasn't really gotten over the guilt in her role in his death. I thought it was interesting that they she, both of them sort of gave quite a guarded account of their own stories. You know, she never really told him that it was Max that she'd had the affair yeah. with. You know, she never he didn't she didn't really reveal anything that was the events leading up to uh, Bradley's death and Kira actually didn't to his credit didn't even ask
0: That's because Corette is a gentleman
1: yeah, he is an absolute gen. Oh, I like Kira actually. I thought when he first came in I thought he was going to be a slightly more villainous character than he's turned out to be.
0: Mm. <laughs> With um one exception, who has gone now. <laughs> I'd actually like yes. all the I actually like all the Pannisters. I like Ash, I like Vinny, I've Suki, as I've gushed about numerous occasions. I-, I love the family and I would I would happily have the family become the centre of the show. The new Mitchell's, if you want to say, but I, I would Why not? I really would. I, w- I would love them. I would love them to have the Vic. <laughs> I, I, and I, I, Do you know
1: I, what? I'd take that. Mm. I'd take them have the Vic quite happily. You know, I wonder how much longer Sharon's going to have it for. And I think they are a sort of natural progression for them is to have a big business in the square.
0: Yeah, they need to be the centre. I think there's so many stories that can splinter from the Panasars. There's, uh, you know, and because they're a very close family because Suki made it that way. Um, and there's mm. so many family members that can still come in. The dad, the elusive dad that we keep hearing from yes. time to time. And, uh, well, I just, I would welcome anyone uh, to build up the panasars, I really
1: would. Absolutely. I, I agree. More panasars we need. Much more. Much more. Also, briefly going back to something, but it also sort of includes the panasars. There was a very odd scene between Ash and Peter in the Albert. Did you notice?
0: Oh, yes, where they, they seem to be flirting with one another
1: yeah what's going on there i don't want that 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 needs to not happen
0: i mean ash is bisexual so yeah yeah Um, yeah she she's she's openly bisexual i don't particularly care for them two to be together and it doesn't really seem to make much sense for them two to be together and it's such a shame because i think ikra and ash were such a lovely relationship Shall we move on quickly to about Icarus and Ash and Habiba? So obviously Habiba's left because Habiba doesn't trust Ash um, and wants her out the house. Um, Icarus said no and so now Habiba's gone which let's start with that straight away. The actress is, that was it. That was her final scene. I'm gutted.
1: No fanfare at all. I love Habiba. I really miss her. I'm going to miss her a lot. You know, she didn't really do a lot. She sort of, Had scenes where she would walk through, literally scenes where she would walk through the restaurant with no dialogue whatsoever carrying a tray. But (laughs) God, she was good at it. But but she was outstanding at it. It was like, it was, again, a highlight of the week.
0: For me, they wasted Habiba. They really wasted Habiba. There was so much they could have done with her and Ikra.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, to be fair, they've wasted the sisters as a component, really. Mm. They've come in. They came in really quickly and randomly anyway and was quickly kind of given the restaurant. And then it's like they've had no idea what to do with them ever since. Like, they've kind of had the sort of... They've never really had an A story to themselves. You know, Ikra sort of had a mini little coming-out story to um her grandparents, which was nice. And then Habiba had the thing with Adam uh, and then with Jags. And then that's literally been about it. And I think mm. both of them had much more potential. Because I, I wonder how much longer Ikra is going to be around for, to be honest. Because now she's got nobody around. Her and Ash clearly aren't going to stay together for much longer. So is Ikra soon off as well.
0: Well that's it isn't it. I mean they've slowly just dwindled into nothing. So there was a there was a there was the grandparents and as you say Ikra and Habiba and now it's just Ikra and Ash seems to be kind of falling off now toward Peter. So yeah it's a bit worrying for for Ikra. What can you do with Ikra? I mean her whole story now is that she started a business with Keegan. And she goes on about her business degree. I mean, well, mm. that's that's all you know. That's all there is to talk about her.
1: <laughs> it's it's a trick, it's yeah, pretty I mean, tricky. And I think that, you know, I think there's a lot, I quite enjoy the sort of dynamic between uh, her and Ash and Ikra sort of having, having this sort of moral upstanding as to, I sort of maybe discovering how bad the Panassas are, hmm. um, and more specifically how bad Suki is, Th- that's... through Ash, and sort of exploring that relationship. I think the potential is there for character development there, and for Ikra to be her own person, but I don't feel that they're going to go in that direction with it.
0: That's the strange thing, isn't it? It's that the whole story was that Ash wanted to get away from her family, the, the family were introduced, and she was quite quick to then go back to them. And then, without, apart from the odd comment here and there about how her and her mum have this very strange relationship... It's it's like basically Ash is now just a panacea. Like she is now part of the family again, part of the group. She's got secrets, she's keeping secrets, hence why Habiba left. But not just that one, there's the secret with Vinny as well. And there was that the party and where Vinny got very protective of Ash. And there's that kind of story that we've not really developed any more about i mean why was Vinny so protective over ash was there something in the past that has mm. happened between them um that i'd like to see develop i just uh, yeah as you say i just think that it's, it's a huge shame that habiba and ikra had there was so much potential for them and they just kind yeah. of just fell to the wayside and that's pretty much their story they are a relic of John York, wasn't he like one of the last last characters that were introduced by him? Before? Yeah, no, it,
1: it, it was literally sort of like kate Oates arrived, and John York was kind of like, oh, by the way, here's these two characters. Play with them, off you go. Yeah, have fun. Bye. Sort of like, yeah, have fun. Bye. They have the restaurant. Bye. Um, <laughs> and then sort of left, and then K. Oates clearly hadn't, and John Sand clearly haven't had a clue what to do with them since. And uh, I i think it's a shame because the people was a great comedy character um the sort that EastEnders doesn't get very often hmm. sort of I I loved you know sort of Bumblebee Habiba and Detective Habiba <laughs> and all of this kind of thing she was a ridiculous character but I quite I enjoyed her I thought she had that beautiful sort of vanity about her I mean the fact that you know when we were getting all of the updates what all the characters had done during lockdown one of Habiba's or pretty much only Habiba's was that she's got her contouring down
0: that's true <laughs> they gave her nothing for her background <laughs>
1: Nothing whatsoever. So it's a shame, I think. It's a real shame. I mean she's not ever gonna come back, is she? I think we've lost a now. I think that's have her done forever, is it?
0: I mean in four years' time when Jags is out of prison, perhaps they might come back <laughs> and reprise their role. But um uh the, the actress who plays a has posted on her uh social media, someone asked her, oh, would you come back to East ends would you do another soap? And she pretty much slapped them down and said, No. <laughs> no more soaps <laughs> for me.
1: I have other oh, work wow. now. <laughs> okay then that's that then that's... bye
0: then habiba nice <laughs> knowing you mm. the next topic we're going to talk about your enjoy which is jay and honey and lola yes i know you love jay there's some subtle hints that lola is feeling a little bit maybe suffocated by the relationship with her and jay now and uh, yet again it's the same old cycle lola's now thinking oh i i, I think i want to get out of it but instead she in- instead invited him to live together <laughs> Not that subtle, I guess, but um, no. I mean, do you, there's there's a few rumours tottling around that there's going to be a Honey and Jay story and that there's a relationship mm-hmm. developing between them two.
1: Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. You I know? don't know. It's a bit weird for me because essentially, would Jay do that to Billy? I don't think he would. I don't, I don't feel like that's particularly true to Jay's character, if I'm honest.
0: That's true, because Billy brought up Jay, essentially. It's funny how Honey and Jay are such good friends like they were delivering parcels this week and that's how honey got set up on a date i just feel like jay's gonna be so heartbroken he's gonna want a shoulder to cry on and it's gonna be honey's and you know how soaps like to make the shoulder you cry on end up being the one you also sleep with later on in the episode so it's it seems to be heading that way i think
1: well we sort of also need to talk about the fact that you know honey's date is not looking as though it's going to be the uh, the funnest night of her life <laughs> um, so i think that i presume that what's going to happen is whatever goes on on this date jay is going to be sort of knight in shining armor and so mixed in with him saving honey from some horrific fate uh, and whatever he discovers about lola in the next couple of weeks is ultimately going to result in the pair of them suddenly becoming inseparable and realizing what soulmates they are and realizing how much they require each other's bodies and it's going to be beautiful and (laughs) chemistry is going to be up there with the likes of den and angie and it's going to be incredible we both know that's not going to happen um but it's uh i don't know it is what it is but i'm i'm not a huge fan of the idea to be honest maybe it'll transpire on screen to be okay i'm not holding my breath to be honest.
0: <laughs> i mean it's nice to have honey it's nice for honey to have a story which isn't either billy infatuated about her or her infatuated about billy it's nice that honey's actually having a story away
1: from billy now yeah and it's nice for jade to have a story full stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah no
0: absolutely i mean again a wasted a wasted actor uh someone who has shown his chops at playing a, a serious role story it's it's again. They don't seem to know what to do. Lola wasn't Lola introduced by? or no, Lola was introduced by Chaos, uh, wasn't she? If yeah, because she, like. she
1: came along with New Ben
0: that's it That's it. well that's what I mean she just seems to be the tag along to Ben everything seems to be she was only there because they needed to find a way to introduce Ben and you know Ben's introduction was that he was trying to get one up on his dad and steal his money and then that got forgotten very quickly when they started introducing the Ballum story so now because of it uh, an off cut is also being that Lola has nothing to do anymore and so this just seems to be the cycle of oh I'm bored with Jay oh I'm bored with Jay oh no I do love Jay after all oh no I'm bored with Jay again and I just think that if they do get rid of this relationship between her and Jay there's really nothing for Lola to stay on for anymore
1: no I yeah I agree I mean I don't mind Lola as a character but I I think that again it's another character that they're kind of they haven't they don't seem to have anything to do with you know it's her and Peter you know they've got history they've got potential but I I think that Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's a huge amount to keep Lola around other than, other than Lexi, of course, but Mm. I think Lexi kind of works in the sort of Mitchell household. Yeah. There's plenty of, there's room for her there. So I kind of wonder. How, yeah, I do wonder how, how much longer Lola's got, to be honest.
0: Mm, I don't think she's long for the square, which... again, but, 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 so, so many characters are going.
1: <laughs> it just feels... Yeah, I
0: it know, feels, no,
1: it's, it's a bit weird.
0: It feels terrifying that we're now talking about, oh, potentially another one could now go. <laughs> Maybe we should just let them settle down a little bit. But then I suppose there's lots going, but there's lots being introduced. I mean, we have Frankie's mum coming into the soap oh, soon. Kate. Kate, thank you, as well. So... You know, I suppose they're balancing the sheets. They're (laughs) they're doing it, the one-in-one-out method quite well.
1: Yeah, I I, I sense a messy Christmas was approaching. (laughs) (laughs) Messy messy time approaching Christmas and which we're gonna be looking at sort of <laughs> the debris left over from Christmas of oh, yeah. all the characters and thinking oh dear. Uh
0: anyway, last story then, uh and a really strange relationship I guess is developing between Shirley and Grey. Um Mick yeah. has, Mick has decided he doesn't really want anything to do with his mum anymore. He's warned Grey, but little does he know that perhaps he should be <laughs> he should be more warning Shirley because Grey has got the dark secret of him and chantelle yeah,
1: Dishwashing history
0: they <laughs> they do. um for me, it's got echoes when she was sided with Dino with the story, and she kind of stayed with him and then discovered what had Dino had done and then try to drown him in the bath do, do you feel this kind of a very similar story well, be,
1: yeah maybe that would be a great little <laughs> kind of circle on Shirley's character he, he, you know he, he was going through this whole thing of making Chantelle hold her breath into yeah. the bath so he, he then starts living with Shirley who drowns him in the bath uh, why not I mean it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's poetic it's, it's justice isn't it I suppose and and as we've said already like EastEnders at the moment have not been very subtle with their hints of what potentially could happen and uh, you know there was that that bath scene with chantelle so are we heading that way again
1: maybe shirley's gonna try <laughs> shirley might drown gray yeah that's, let's just go for that that might happen if we don't know a huge amount that's uh that we that is it's gonna happen between shirley and gray it's an interesting sort of it's an interesting pairing it's a bit of a random pairing and it will be interesting to see how i mean to be fair i've got to say i prefer this to where i thought it was going between him and whitney
0: Oh, um, absolutely. I thought,
1: I prefer this random little direction it's going in, as opposed to seeing Whitney get with another abuser, then start being abused herself, and then that all comes out at Christmas. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm more into seeing where this goes with Shirley, because actually it gives Linda Henry something to do, because she, Shirley's been quite quiet for quite a while now. So it gives her, it gives her a story.
0: But she became Phil's partner in crime for a little bit, but that's kind of just fallen to the side now. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Linda Henry needs. Needs a story, uh, really. Again, another actress who has so much potential, um, and they mm. just do And I, I think to, to partner up with Grey would be, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, I don't know. They're just very, they're both very serious people, and I think they c- could potentially help one another out, but it just depends on, inevitably, Shirley's gonna find, I think Shirley's gonna be the one who finds the secret out, uh, about Grey. It interests me of how that will play out, um, what, whether Shirley will be, but very calm and to say, you have to go to the police because Grape came very close to actually admitting, uh, th- what he'd done, uh, in the courtroom. And perhaps it just, take will <clears throat> just take another little gentle push from Shirley eventually for him to just, out and out do it
1: and him i don't think shirley does anything gently it'll be more shove
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah a a loud loud shove by shirley who knows i mean it was only like one scene right at the beginning of the week but obviously that's something that's going to develop because they're now living together (laughs) goodness knows what they're up to they've made their own little bubble and uh more of that to come i think
1: yes i think so i think it'll be more of a focus in the coming weeks (laughs)
0: lovely well there we go that was that was our first roundup rob there you go uh do you fancy uh, just chatting with a few comments that people have sent to us
1: absolutely
0: fantastic here we go so this is i ain't want to gossip when you know me i
1: ain't want to gossip
0: so as usual, we ask you to send us your thoughts on our Twitter or Instagram. Just find us by searching at Wolford Weekly or our Facebook group. You can click to join by searching Wolford Weekly Podcast and then click to join in. You can also find us and comment on our YouTube channel. Don't forget, if you are listening to this on our YouTube channel, to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. It's very helpful. So thank you very much. Anyway, here's a few comments we got on our Instagram to start with. Sydney Dumphy has said the lows of this week has been Callum... And the highs have been Shirley, Sharon, Bobby and Denise. They are all icons.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I can, I can, I can fully endorse that, that viewpoint.
0: Excellent. So we asked you to send some comments about Ellie, uh, the character, and you did on our Twitter. Mr. K Phillips 1 had said, I want her so much to be a great character and not just another boring Mitchell and gangster plot device. I mean, you love Ellie, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do love Ellie, but I, I, I think he's right. And I think that's probably what we're going to get as well i don't think they're gonna it's i don't think ellie's gonna be the most nuanced character we ever had in the history of <laughs> warford um so i think what we've got at the minute is pretty much what we're getting unfortunately
0: mm. at, as co grove on twitter has said i'm sorry but i think i've given ellie enough of a chance now the actress cannot act and i am done with oh! this gangster rubbish i mean that's unfair i think she's a good actress i just think
1: that... i think she's all right I, yeah, I, yeah I, I i don't think she's you know she's not laurence olivier but i think she's um i think she's i think she's 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 good at what being given you know a pretty flat character in terms of yeah. what she's been given i think she does it well she's she deals i think she deals with phil well i think the pair of them work well together
0: mm, i i agree with you i i think that it's just a shame i think if she'd come in as being a bit more of a happier character perhaps it, me me as misha isn't it, i think misha paris i think she would have been yeah. A bit more better tailored for that than playing the character she plays. But I mean, I don't, when she comes on screen, I don't just go, oh, <laughs> I enjoy her. No. um We also asked you to get in touch with us about Habiba's goodbye because that was a bit of a shock to us all. At Caddy's CTS lover on Twitter I said, it felt really final, so I'm not surprised she's leaving. It's a shame it didn't work out, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Ikra leave before long. Well, that's what we said as well, wasn't it? It's, it's uh, yes. I think, not far behind Ikra is going too. She should
1: have got Julia's theme, I think. Do you uh, should, think that was the only appropriate yes, the only appropriate way for a beaver to leave would have been Julia's theme played on a kazoo. I think
0: I, <laughs> that would have been I love that idea. That's totally 10 yeah. I mean we've we've talked about it on the podcast, Ben and I, in the past. They've not used a Julia's theme yet. Since this a while, th- hasn't it? it's, since O Oates and Oates <laughs> Oates and Hall, <laughs> I'm thinking of <laughs> Since Kate Oates and John Senator. They've never used a Julius theme. It's very, it's been, it's, this is the longest, it's, they've not used a Julius theme, I'm sure.
1: So, who was the last person to get one? You've got, I mean, you had a record, didn't you, of all the Julius we themes?
0: We did. Gosh, you're, you're pulling me up here. Um, I, I, uh, I, I have to it. be honest, I can't remember. I
1: the last person who should have had
0: a Julius theme was Carmel when she left and went off in a taxi. Yes. Um, she should have even had that's a so Duff Duff and they took that away from her because the baby was put outside the uh, Ahmed's door, wasn't it?
1: Yes, that's right. Well, I'll tell you what, then, viewer, listeners, there's your, quick, there's your homework for the week. Yes. <laughs> find, out, find out who last had a Julius theme and let us
0: know. Yeah, so we can moan about it a bit. <laughs> yeah. At Jim Bobbats on Twitter, it said, what is going on with EastEnders? So many good characters are getting the chop. Give them some good storylines instead of rehashing the boring Ben and Phil cringe gangster storyline. I mean... I, uh, we said we not we don't hate the story but I think that they could easily give other people stories which have a bit more depth, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's I feel like the, the writers at all times think that Phil needs to be rivaled with someone. As mm. long as Phil is hating somebody at any one time, then the show's, the show's fine. <laughs> you know, as long as Phil's got someone to yell at and punch and yell and be cross with, then that's sort of Phil's role at the moment.
0: Yeah, it makes him happy. And uh, one final comment then from Matt Cherry, who has said uh, Lacey Turner has made Stacey one of the show's iconic characters she 100% deserves to be in the same pantheon as the likes of Sharon Michelle Pat Peggy and Angie she can convey sadness anger and humour with equal skill and has chemistry with everyone she shares a scene with would you agree with that?
1: I think so yeah Lacey Turner is incredible for the show and mm. I think Friday showed that she's she's just she takes any script and just completely makes it perfect so yeah she's a great actress i agree i agree with sort of stacy's iconic status I yeah
0: think. yeah and i, I do too I, I think she's just got a few more years yet and um i think she they just need to partner it's a shame they've kind of given this rivalry with ruby and stacy but at the same time maybe this is like the beginning of the pat and peggy era oh i
1: hope so yeah oh, i hope so A am martin frank
0: <laughs> oh gosh yes of course <laughs> why didn't we maybe. see it before oh my Maybe. it's it's all I there
1: that. yeah I'd, i'm more
0: than happy with that <laughs> okay right <laughs> more to come more to come indeed right so uh thank you everyone for joining us and thank you rob for joining me
1: our oh, pleasure i really enjoyed it thank you i hope i'm back next week
0: yeah we'll, we'll see <laughs> no of course you will yeah. um, and you guys can join us uh, both rob and i next week as well for the next uh, new episode of wolford weekly podcast don't forget you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcast apps you can also listen to us on youtube and don't forget to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook thank you again i hope you will have a good safe week and we'll speak to you again soon Bye. bye